I'm going to continue talking about uh, increase your capacity. And uh, we're in a very peculiar time, very uh, unique time in history. And uh, I know that God, his, the Bible says that his eyes are looking to and fro throughout his, this earth for those that he can show his, uh, his self strong through and to. And it says this, it says, whose hearts are fully committed to him. Uh, or one translation says, fully devoted to him. And God's looking for people that are, I mean, they're all in. They're ready to go. There's some things that he's doing in these last days that's uh, exciting to me. And uh, we get to be a part. I, was, I, I you know, I'm, I'm a student. I'm a lifelong uh, student, and I'm constantly learning and growing and increasing all the time. And uh, as I'm uh, increasing, one of the things that I see is I constantly see uh, the hand of God throughout history. Uh, in whatever season in history, we see God's hand at work. And I'm here to tell you, even though you might see the devil at work, uh, his, uh, God's, I'm, he's very much at work in the middle of all what's going on in life today. And uh, he's ready. He's getting us ready for uh, the next steps in history. I believe that we're part of history and making history and we get to be a part of that. And I don't want anybody to miss out because they've given in to the flesh or they've given in to uh, selfishness and that which is the flesh. Uh, I don't want that to happen for anybody. Too often I see people making decisions all the time, making decisions based on what I want or what I don't want. Well, I'm doing this or I'm doing that. But Jesus, the Bible says that Jesus only did what, what he heard the Father say that he was to do. And, uh, and that ought to be our heart. God, what is your will? James says our life's like a vapor, that we shouldn't say that we're going to go do this and do that. Instead, we ought to ask, Lord, what is your will? Isn't that right? Amen? Come on now. I need some, I need some amening this morning because I'm telling you, I, I'm loaded for bear. And so, uh, so I'm, we're going to continue talking about increasing your capacity. Specifically today, I've entitled today's message, You Got to Be Hungry. You got to be hungry. If you're going to increase your capacity, you got to be hungry. And, uh, and you'll understand that more in a little bit. But Psalm 71, 21, uh, um, I'm going to go, go ahead and say this. My wife was saying that's grammatically wrong. You got to be hungry. It's odd to say you're, you, or you've got to be hungry. And I said, honey, I said, I took it off of a quote. And I'm, I'm going to be showing that quote later. And so I just, uh, anyway, I just thought I'd throw that out there. Uh, Psalm 7121, it says, you shall increase my greatness and comfort me on every side, every side. And so notice here that God says that we all have in, uh, greatness in us that must be increased in our life. And uh, I don't want anybody's uh, increase. Uh, their, their greatness to plateau off in any area of their life. And so that's why we're talking about what we're talking about today. God, I believe, wants to do so much more than what most people are believing for and pursuing in their life. And, uh, and so what we are doing as a church, we're preparing for a God-sized 
dream and God-sized impact in Jesus' name. And that's what we're doing. And uh, I want you to know that you and I have the ability within us, if we will just increase that capacity to, 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 to bring it out, uh, we have the ability to make a, a great kingdom impact in and through our lives. Amen? And uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 5, or 15, verse 58, it says this. It says, Therefore, my beloved brethren, be steadfast, immovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, knowing that your labor is not in vain in the Lord. Look at some of these words here, what, some of the, the statements that are being made here. Be steadfast. Be immovable. Always. Look at that word always, not just partially, not just sometime, not just occasionally, but always abounding in the work of the Lord. I see uh, somebody that's hungry here. I see somebody that's passionate. You know, passion is something that you, you see come and go in people's lives. You'll see them be passionate for a little bit and then lose their passion. That can happen in a variety of different areas, not, not to mention in the work of the Lord, but also in uh, relationships, in marriage, in, in business, in uh, various areas of life. And I believe the reason why people lose their passion is because they lose their hunger. And Romans chapter 12, verse 11 says, Never be lacking in zeal, but keep your spiritual fervor serving the Lord. I love that scripture. One of, these, one of the scriptures that I, I, I pray and declare over us every day is this one scripture that we would never be lacking in zeal, but that we would keep our spiritual fervor serving the Lord always. And so what I want to do is I want, us, I want you to see that scripture says that we are to be passionate all the time. We are to be go-getters all the time. But in order for that to happen is you've got to have a hunger for it. If you're hungry for something, you're going to make it happen. And so first thing that I want to share with you is that hungry people have drive. They have drive. They have a drive that, uh, that, that moves them forward. They have a drive to accomplish. They have a drive to always be abounding in the work of the Lord. They have a drive that never is lacking in zeal, but keeping their spiritual fervor serving the Lord. They have a drive that's steadfast, uh, immovable, that's constant in season, out of season. They're not, just, uh, 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 they're not just motivated by feelings. They're not motivated by circumstances. They're passionate. They're hungry. They want to make it happen. They have a drive in them. And that's what God wants us to have. And a matter of fact, hungry people almost always never have to be pushed or or coerced by leaders to do something with their life. Matter of fact, hungry people make it happen. And so we need to understand the importance of having hunger in our life, hunger for what God wants for us. That's how capacity is increased in our life. People that are hungry always want more. They're always looking for more. They're always thinking more. They're always learning. They're always taking more on more responsibility. Hungry people are always thinking about the next step, the next opportunity. That's what hungry people are thinking of. They're not thinking about taking it easy. They're not, taking, they're not thinking about taking the next vacation or the next day off or the next, oh, I, thank God it's Friday type thing. It's like, no, let, give, give me the next thing. How can we accomplish more for God? Amen? 
That's what hungry people do. Proverbs 16 verse 26 says, The person who labors, labors for himself, for his hungers, his hungry mouth drives him on. I like that. I'm going to give it to you out of a couple more translations. Uh, another translation says, A labor's appetite works to his advantage because his hunger drives him on. And another translation said, Hunger is good if it makes you work if it makes you work to satisfy it. And so we need to have a hunger because hunger will drive you to, to bring, uh, to, to satisfy that hunger. And let me tell you, I have a hunger for God. I have a hunger for reaching souls, reaching the lost. I have a hunger to see people come to know Jesus Christ, to be in relationship with him. That's what drives me every day. I get up every day praying for the lost. I get up every day asking God that he would open up their eyes, the eyes of their understanding, so that they might know what he's done for them and, the, and their need to make, them Lord and, uh, make him Lord and Savior of their lives. And I bind the enemy off of their lives in the name of Jesus. Amen. And so I'm, I'm praying this every day. Every day I'm calling out to God. Not only just for a few, but I'm calling out for the multitudes. We want to see the multitudes come in in Jesus' name. And let me tell you, very few people have drive. And that's got to change. Amen. Now that's not church on the move. Can I have one amen in here? And, uh, and I tell you, I love, I love, I love, I love people. I love everybody. But I'm going to tell you who I look to, to connect with. I look for the movers. I love them all, but I move with the movers, folks. I was talking to Pastor Bobby on uh, Friday night as well. we were leaving here. And I, was, you know, I always ask, what's the, what's the Spirit of the Lord saying to you? And, he, and it, was, it was so interesting. We hadn't even talked about that. He just says, a passion, a hunger. I got a hunger for God. And I said, boy, I'd love you. Come here, sir. And uh, why? Because I, I want people that are movers and shakers. People that are hungry are people that are movers and shakers. They've got to drive to fulfill what God wants them to fulfill in and through their, their lives. Amen. Amen. And so do not, do not be people that make excuses. People that make excuses are people that have no hunger. Amen. Eliminate excuses. Excuses are like armpits. Everybody has them and they can stink. Amen. And reasons are wrapped in lies. And so quit making excuses. Amen. So hungry, hungry people have drive. Hungry people, secondly, get prepared. They're, they get prepared for what God has for them to do in their life. The Bible tells us, go to the ant, you sluggard. <laughs> I like God. I love him. He, do, he, doesn't, he doesn't mix any words. He just says, go to the ant, you sluggard. And he says, consider her ways and be wise. Gather. They gather in the, they gather in the summer. They're getting prepared for the winter. And they don't need, have a need for a leader. They don't have a lead, need for a captain. They do it and they get it done. Why? Because they're hungry. They want, they, they, they're preparing. They're preparing for, for that that's to come. And, and that's what God wants us to do. He wants us to prepare for that that's to come. Dads, this is Father's Day. 
be hungry people for, for the sake of the kingdom, for the sake of God, and for the sake of your children. Proverbs 27, 7 says, A satisfied soul loathes honeycomb, but the hungry soul, every bitter thing is sweet. The, the living Bible of that says, even, even honey seems tasteless to a man who is full, but if he is hungry, he'll eat anything. <laughs> Just give it to me, man. I'm hungry. I'm hungry for more. I'm hungry to go do what God wants me to do. When opportunity, uh, John Wooten said, when opportunity comes, it's too late to prepare. We prepare before opportunity ever knocks at our door. I've been saying this for months, and if not longer than that, that there's a transference of wealth that's coming out of the world, and it's bringing it into the kingdom of God, and it comes to open doors, opportunities, ideas, and connections. I'm going to tell you who it's going to come to. It's going to come to hungry people. Because I'm going to tell you those that are not hungry... They're not going to be ready. They're not going to be prepared. It's going to pass them by. If you're prepared for it, you'll seize it. If you're not prepared for it, you're not going to be able to seize it. How many opportunities have you had, but you didn't have the finances, or you didn't have the resources, or you didn't have the manpower to seize that opportunity in your life? It's because you've not prepared. Get hungry, and you'll prepare. We need to be, be hungry people in Jesus' name. Amen? Revelation chapter 3 verse 17 says, But you say, I am rich, and have become wealthy, and have no need of anything. Do you not know that you are wretched, miserable, poor, blind, and naked? You know what this is saying? There are people that say, I'm satisfied, I've got enough, I'm good. And, and what God is saying, you're the one that's wretched. By the way, go look up the English uh, definition of wretched. It's amazing how many things that means. But it says, you're the one that's wretched, you're the one that's poor, you're the one that's miserable, you're the one that's blind, you're the one that's naked, you have great need, you don't even realize it, because you've lost your hunger. When we lose our hunger, we lose our drive. And when we lose our hunger, we do not seize our opportunities. We're not prepared for what God has for us in our life. It's amazing. I, I was talking to somebody recently, and, and they said, um, they said uh, that you know through COVID they had gotten out of church, and then they had just recently got back in church, and they said, I didn't even realize how much I missed it. And they're so glad that they were back in church. And I'm here to tell you, that can happen to anybody when you lose your hunger. You don't even realize how wretched, how naked, how poor, how uh, uh, miserable, how blind you are whenever you lose your hunger. Is that making sense this morning? How many hungry people in the house today? We're going to make it happen. Yes. Third thing I want to share with you today is this, is hungry people are ground gainers. We, ground, we gain ground with our lives. And uh, I, I have this question for you. Could it be that God has more for you, but you won't step out into it because you're stuck where you're at? You're not gaining ground. 
And I'm going to tell you something. It's better, it's better to fail and grow than be safe and maintain. And there are a lot of people that are playing it safe in their life because they're just not hungry. Hungry people will risk it. Faith people are, will risk it. When we're walking in faith, whatever, you know, we're, we're doing that right now. We're hungry people. We are calling out to God for the multitudes. I'm asking God every day that he would help us to reach the multitudes. That he would cause us to be the leaders that he wants us to be. Not just average leaders, not just, just get by leaders. I'm asking him to, to help us to be exceptional, high capacity, high caliber uh, winner, champion, strong, vibrant, high-achieving, fruit-bearing, God-fearing, God-honoring, God-glorifying, godly leaders that are not only those things, but that we are high-performance, high-relational, high-relational, uh, high, high I forgot it all, but anyway, I pray it every day over us, that are far-reaching, reaching the multitudes. I'm asking them. I'm calling out to him. People need us. People are hurting. Yes. Christian and non-Christian alike need us. Psalm 107 verse 9 says this. It says, For he satisfies the longing soul and fills the hungry soul with goodness. Yeah. Notice here, what soul does he fill? The hungry soul. Yes. What's he fill the hungry soul with? Goodness. goodness. What is that goodness? That goodness is us gaining ground with our life. I looked up that word goodness. It means pleasantness, happiness, joyfulness, fruitfulness, prosperity, wealth, and favor. God says that he'll, he'll fill the hungry with pleasantness, happiness, joyfulness, fruitfulness, prosperity, wealth, and favor. He will fill us with all that we need in our life. Thank God for that. Amen? Amen. What you have the potential to make happen is your choice. And so what I want to do is I'm going to close with two things. One's a video that I, I, I came across it and I thought, they got to see this. His name is Les Brown. I don't know if you've ever heard of him. But uh, he's, got a, he's got a testimony that's about six minutes long that I, I, it'll be worth us watching. And then I'm going to come up and I'm going to close with the scripture. And so let's roll that right now, guys. And then I will be back in just a moment. Is mentally retarded, put back from the fifth grade into the fourth grade and stayed in that category until I got out of high school. I don't have any college training, but I met a high school teacher who one day changed my life. I was waiting on another student. And when he came in, he said to me, young man, go to the board and write what I'm about to tell you. And I said, I, I can't do that, sir. He said, why not? I said, I'm not one of your students. He said, it doesn't matter. Follow my directions now. I said, I can't do that, sir. He said, why not? I said, because I'm educable, mentally retarded. And he came from behind his desk and he looked at me. He said, don't ever say that again. Someone's opinion of you does not have to become your reality. And as he talked, my heart began to beat fast. Tears begin to run by my eyes and, and I was in the back just listening to him because the speech he was giving, that speech was for me. And he said, Les Brown, he said, if you want to do anything worthwhile in life, you've got to be hungry. I told Mr. Washington I wanted to become a disc jockey. 
And so I started working to develop myself. He said, I want you to practice every day being a disc jockey. I said, but I don't have any job now. He said, it doesn't matter. He said that it's better to be prepared for an opportunity and not have one than to have an opportunity and not be prepared. And as I was working to develop myself, I applied for a job as a disc jockey, WMB on Miami Beach. I went to a guy named Milton Butterball. I said, how are you doing, Mr. Butterball? I'd like to get a job as a disc jockey. He looked at me, he said, do you have any broadcast background? I said, no, sir, I don't. Do you have any journalism background? I said, no, sir, I don't. He said, we don't have any jobs available. I said, yes, sir. I went back to Mr. Washington and I told him, he said, don't take it personally. He said, most people are so negative, they will have to say no seven times before they say yes. He said, go back again. So I went back again. I said, how you doing, Mr. Butterball? My name is Les Brown. He said, I know what your name is. What do you want? I said, I'd like to know whether or not you have any jobs at this jockey, sir. He said, didn't I just tell you yesterday we didn't have any jobs? I said, yes, sir, but I know whether or not somebody got laid off or somebody was fired, sir. He said, no one was laid off or fired. Now get on out of here. I came back the next day like I was seeing you for the first time. I said, hello, Mr. Butterball. How are you? He looked at me with rage. He said, go get me some coffee. I said, yes, sir. And I went to get him some coffee. After a while, I would get their lunch and dinner, and I would go in the control rooms and take the disc jockeys their food, and I would not leave until they would ask me to leave. One Saturday afternoon, while I was at the radio station, a guy named Rock was drinking while he was on the air. I was the only one there, looking at him through the control room windows, walking back and forth, young, ready, and hungry. Pretty soon the phone rang and it was the general manager. And I answered the phone. I said, hello. He said, Les, this is Mr. Klein. I said, I know. He said, Rock can't finish his program. I said, I know. He said, would you call one of the other DJs in? I said, yes, sir. I hung the phone up. I said, now he must be think I'm crazy. I called my mom and my girlfriend, Cassandra. I said, y'all turn up the radio and come out on the front porch. I'm about to come on the air. I waited for about 20 minutes, and I called him back. I said, Mr. Klein, I can't find nobody. He said, young boy, do you know how to work the controls? I said, yes, sir. He said, go in there and don't say nothing here. I said, yes, sir. I couldn't wait to get behind those controls. I put on an old Stevie Wonder record called Fingertips. I sat down behind that turntable. I said, look out, this is me, LB, Triple P. Les Brown, your platter playing papa. There were none before me, and there will be none after me. Therefore, that makes me the one and only. Young and single and love to mingle, certified, bona fide, and dubitably qualified to bring you satisfaction, a whole lot of action. Look out, baby, I'm your love man. I was hungry. I was hungry. You got to be hungry. Begin to know that you have greatness within you. And if just one of you here begin to envision yourselves as being blessed and highly favored to reach your goals, if just one of you capture the essence of what that means, that you have greatness within you and a responsibility to manifest that greatness, that you can make your parents proud, you can make your school proud, you can touch millions of people's lives and the world will never be the same again because you came this way. It was hard, ladies and gentlemen, coming to speak to people. And I was facing financial difficulties in my own life. 
I was behind on my bills and my dreams, and I'm saying to them, you can live your dream. It was hard, ladies and gentlemen. It was very difficult to pick myself up each day believing that I could do it. There were times that I doubted myself. I used to ask myself, can I do this? And something said within me, you're the one. Don't give up on your dream. By continuing to push forward, by continuing to run toward my dream, that one day I would have my own talk show. It's a long shot, ladies and gentlemen, from Liberty City, an abandoned building on a floor, never knowing my mother or father. It's a long shot being here with you today in this dome in Atlanta. It's a long shot. No college training, labeled, educable, mentally retarded, but I kept running toward my dream. Don't stop. Don't stop running toward your dream. Are you motivated yet? How many of you are hungry in the room? We need to be hungry. And so I want to conclude today with 1 Timothy chapter 4, verse 8. And uh, it says this, it says, For bodily exercise profits little, but godliness is profitable for all things, having promise of, of the life that now is and that which is, is, is to come. And so the Bible tells us here that, by the way, that's misspelled up there, ground, <laughs> ground gainers. So just pretend it's right. Uh, but uh, notice here, be hungry for the right thing. The Bible says that bodily exercise profits little, but godliness is profitable for all things. If you'll get hungry for godliness, for doing, doing it God's way, loving God, following God, pursuing God's will for your life, if you'll do that, then you watch. He'll profit you in all things. Amen? Let's pray.